This is the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here with you. And we're joined now by Brandon Taylor, morning anchor at WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. He's a 2007 graduate of Winthrop. Brandon, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk with both of you. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you. We, we had you up to campus last year, and you were a, a participant in our one of our alumni panels sharing your experiences with Winthrop. So we know how much you, you love Winthrop. And, but you know, just tell us again about how you ended up at Winthrop and, and what your time was like there. You know, when I think about Winthrop, it, to me, it seems like it was just yesterday, 2007. Uh, but now <laughs> it's been over 10 years now. So it's, so it's been a little, been a little while. Um, but you know, Winthrop for me was, was something that, I always wanted to go to Winthrop, I think, because I knew they had an excellent journalism school. USC as well had a, had a great journalism school here in Columbia, but I wanted to get away from home. And so my next best option was Winthrop, and I knew some people who were older than me who had gone through the education program at Winthrop and I had visited. Um, so I knew that it was, was a pretty good school for me because it was small enough where I could still feel like I was a part of the community, um, but not too big where I would just feel like a number. Uh, so, you know, my time at Winthrop was, was, was wonderful. You got hands-on experience, um, you know, was able to work with equipment, uh, learn skills that I, we still use every day, um, every day now, what, 2020, 13 years later. Um, but it was also a chance for me to, to meet a lot of people um, and build a community of people who are still in the industry today. Some of the same people that I had, you know, in my mass comm classes, you know, I interact with today. So it really was a neat um, experience for me and something that, you know, I, I think of fondly. If I remember correctly, um, Brandon, you didn't you do an internship with the, uh, the Carolina Panthers? No, so I actually I didn't do an internship with the Panthers. I worked for the Panthers. Oh, was, right, right. It was it was it, it ended up working out kind of well. So I was a uh, <laughs> a cheerleader, quote unquote, for the Panthers flag runner. Um, when, when we do never have I ever, I'm one of the only people that can say never have I ever worked for an NFL team, which is true. Had a check from them to direct deposit. Uh, but it was a neat experience because while I was at Winthrop and during my time at close-up, we were able to get behind the scenes footage and actually get on the field, you know, during a game and kind of did a profile piece on one of the other flag runners who was also from Winthrop. And even still to this day, I, I think a lot of those flag runners, um, are Winthrop students because of the connection that we had several years ago. Um, you, you mentioned um, your experience with uh, with Winthrop Close Up. Um, can you tell our, our listeners um, a little bit about Winthrop Close Up and and how they can get involved in it? Uh, yeah, so Winthrop Close Up is um, the online or not online, but it's the television platform, television format for Winthrop, um, and that's really where you get hands on experience building packages. You know, going out to the community, interviewing people, um, having you know actual deadlines. And I remember, you know, Mr. Norris, when I was in your class, you said, you know, two weeks is a pretty long time. When you get out, you know, into the real world and you get out into the newsroom, you're not going to have two weeks, I think is what it was at the time that we had two weeks or a week to turn a story. And I remember thinking, oh, we'll have time. We'll have time. And then, you know, as soon as I got that first day in there, it was like, no, you've got to have, you know, a package in a VOSAP by five o'clock. Um, so Winthrop Close Up, it really helps you, you know, learn deadlines, um, you know, how to work with other people, you know, for a, a time, um, during the first few classes I think I had at Winthrop, you know, we were working by ourselves. I think we got the equipment by ourselves. We were trying to figure out like uh, how to shoot and stuff by ourselves. Uh, but then when we actually started working in groups and working with other people and seeing how an actual 
broadcast and newscast was put together. And I think that was probably the most fun I had was my senior years watching from the producing to the directing to, you know, uh, the formatting to just being the floor crew. I mean, being able to have that entire experience and hands-on experience. So that way, when I finally did get my first job, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I've done this before. I, I can I can format this. And I do remember my first day at WBTW in Myrtle Beach, because I was one of the fortunate ones where I got a job like right after graduation or right before graduation. Um, my very first day, they were like, okay, we need you to do a VOSOP. And I was like, oh. I can handle that. I know what that is. You want video and sound and put it together. I can handle that. I mean, it probably took me a little bit longer than it should have, but I still knew what to do when it was time for me to go. Oh, absolutely. You know, I remember that first job because I, it was actually after, after you graduated because I was teaching summer class. And do you remember you came running into the classroom <laughs> at, right in the middle of my lecture and you said, Professor Norris, Professor Norris, I got a job offer. What do I do? And I was like, well, I'm kind of in the middle of something here. And I said, uh, everybody take five. And and so you had your, your offer in front of you. And you said, how do I ask? You know, how do I do this? Do I get more money? And and so we talked it over. And I was I was thinking, you know, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. He's really get, <laughs> he's really getting the job offer. This is awesome. This is this is what he's been working for. And uh, I think it was probably about three days later, I'm um, checking my email and there it is. And you're like, I did it. You know, thanks for all your help. And I said, well, I'm going to have to let the class know because they've been asking every day, you know, what happened to Brandon? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then now to look, what, 13 years later, 14 years later, and then, you know, here I am. And, and I remember that moment and being so excited because, you know, you go to school four years and you're working hard in and out and, you know, you don't think it's going to happen. And then when you get that first offer letter, the excitement. It was like everything that I dreamed of. And for me, you know, a lot of kids, they don't know, a lot of students, they don't know what they want to do when they grow up or what they want to be. And for me, you know, my parents, when I go out and do school visits, I always say, I grew up in a household where my dad always read the newspaper in the morning and my mom always watched the Today Show. She always turned on the Today Show in the morning. So for me growing up, that's what I saw uh, and always dreamed ever since five years old, I wanted to be Bryant Gumble or wanted to be like Bryant Gumble. Um, so to be able to, to to hear that story, that fond memory of, of, of busting into your classroom, I do apologize. <laughs> That's uh, fine. But, That's fine. But it was it was it was <laughs> I was excited and, and still excited to still be doing what I've dreamed of doing ever since you know I was I was a kid. Well, yeah. it's funny how many people have talked about one of their favorite things about Winthrop has been personal relationships, and that here Mark is thirteen years later remembers the moment that you got a job offer. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember what shirt I wore yesterday, but, but you do remember those, you know, those interactions with young people as you help them get to where it is they want to go. Um, Brandon, just tell people if, uh, you know, a student or a, a family out there is listening today, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do and, and what your career has been like in media and, and maybe share a cool story with us about something exciting you've gotten to do as a journalist. Oh, man. The, one of the reasons why I love this career so much is um, you get to move around. You get to experience different um, communities. Um, you know, this job has taken me to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, now back to my hometown of Columbia. Um, so being able to live in all of those different communities and to experience, you know, the different cultures and, 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 and what people, what gets them moving and what gets them going. That for me was just always exciting. And then now to be able to come full circle and to bring that home and to be working at a station 
where I grew up. You know, being here in Columbia, we have four major stations and WLTX, the CBS affiliate, has been one of the legacy stations. So to be able to work with people who I've watched for years, you know, Hurricane Hugo was something that was so momentous. That's a, a piece of history, a part of time. That when you say Hurricane Hugo, people in, in South Carolina, they immediately are like, you know, I remember where I was when that happened. You know, even being a young child, I remember watching television during Hurricane Hugo um, and seeing this guy named Jim Gandy, who ended up being South Carolina's weatherman, um, had been doing weather for, for, for 40, 50 years, uh, just recently retired, but he ended up being the chief meteorologist at WLTX. So during Hurricane Florence, oh gosh, what was that, last year, two years ago now, uh, was able to do 12 hours of nonstop coverage on the air with somebody who I had, had, had admired as a child. Um, and even just recently, you know, this this pandemic that we're going through right now with COVID-19 has really taken its toll. I mean, everyone has has had to change. You know, 94% of our workforce is working from home. Um, I'm one of one of three people that comes into the building um, to, to, to do a newscast. Um, but you realize how much of an impact you have. You know, just last week we did a story about a, a doctor who had local ties to Columbia who was on the great in, in the great scene in Georgetown County, County right now working. Um, but there was an emotional video of him speaking to his daughters and saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can't hug you. I can't come home tonight. You know, I'm just here for, for, for dinner. And he was having dinner through the screen glass um, with his family. And we shared this story and we shared this video in the very next day, no lie. The very next day, a family who was watching from here in Columbia who saw that story were so moved they got in contact with this doctor. They figured it out through Facebook and ended up donating their RV the very next day. So wow. we shared the story on a Thursday. By Saturday, that family had driven down to Georgetown County and donated their RV to this doctor. So that way he could still, you know, after hours of the hospital, still be able to come home, spend some time with his family while still social distancing. Um, and it was that moment that I realized, you know, this, this – People are, are holding on. People want hope. People want help at times like this. And so this is this is a very powerful time for media and for, for broadcast news. And so it just stories like that warm my heart because it really feels like you're making a difference. And that's why I got into this is because I love stories. I love making an impact. And you, and you feel that. You feel that at times like these. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz, and we're speaking with Brandon Taylor news anchor at WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. Brandon, you know, you, you mentioned about the media's role in all this. One thing I've, I've heard from people is some criticism about maybe it's not healthy for people to hear the, the numbers every day of how many new cases there are, or how many people have died. What's your take on that? What do you think about how the, the media has covered this pandemic? Yeah, you know, uh, there, it's two parts. I think as a viewer, too much consumption of this right now can be too much, even for me, somebody who lives it every day, you know, uh, I'm involved in this every day. There comes a certain point of the day where I have to separate myself and turn off the TV and just kind of decompress, watch Netflix or just kind of watch something else, watch an old game that's on ESPN or SportsCenter, uh, you know, just watch something else to kind of decompress. But the media's role is important. I think the numbers are important. Every day we do the, the top three things that you need to know about COVID-19 here in South Carolina, because we want people to know how many lives have been infected, how many people have lost their life. And that's, I think, is important. You know, it, it might be just a number to you. You know, I think, what was it? We had over 100 now. Um, it might just be a number to you, but to somebody, that's their father, that's their mother. 
You know, that's their grandfather, their grandmother, that's somebody's family member. Um, and so I think it's important that we instruct people of what health officials are saying. And that's what gets so, con you know, mixed up in all of this, because now that people are at home, now that people are stuck in their houses and stuck behind their computers, you know, they get on social media and they post all types of information. So I tell my friends, you know, what we do is we get, you know, the most accurate information from the CDC, from our local health officials from DHEC. And that's what we try to convey to you. And so that's why we do the local numbers, the local reports. So that way people, you know, who are here can identify and say, you know what, this is happening here in our community. This is affecting, you know, 4,600 South Carolinians right now. So I think the numbers are important, but at the same time, you know, too much consumption of this right now can be, can be overwhelming. It can be a lot emotionally, you know, mentally and physically. Um, we have noticed that, you know, like, you know, people do get kind of fixated on all the numbers and, and they can't stop watching and, and it does get discouraging. But um, we've also um, noticed that people are finding ways to, um, you know, relax and, and kind of take a break from the whole thing. And, and music seems to be the, the common ground. So we've been talking to people to find out, do you have a pandemic playlist? Is there a go <laughs> pandemic playlist? Is there some go to music, you know, or a favorite artist that you go to um, to kind of get you away from all of this? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I do have a pandemic playlist. It's a gospel pandemic playlist because, and I listen to that actually in the morning from where I live from work. It's a seven minute drive. So I can probably get through two uplifting songs to kind of, you know, help me stay strong and give me some, some guidance. Um, but it varies from day to day. It could be anything from rock to rap uh, to sometimes I just listen in, listen to like the sleep sounds, the, the the nature sounds on my playlist. Just just something just to decompress and get away. So, again, it depends. It could be from Beyonce to Bruno Mars to Sam Smith to, you know, Hillsong United. I mean, I, I have a little bit of everything. All, and music is the best part. And the best part about this is. You know, on social media at nighttime, especially on the weekends when you see the different mashups of the different musical artists and stuff, that's one positive thing where you see people getting together and they're not, you know, bashing this study or bashing this doctor. They're they're united in the music. So, yeah, that's one thing that has united a lot of people, I think, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's interesting to hear you say as a media professional, sometimes I need to step away from it. I know Mark and I is former practitioners and people who are teaching and training young people to go into media, I know I have to step away from it. And sometimes I'm, my happiest moments are when I turn off the television and the only thing I have going is some music. And yeah. I, I think one of the cool things is some of the um, Instagram Live or the Facebook <laughs> Live shows that we're seeing people get together and perform is is really cool. And I think it's fun to see you know, people do things like that to, to do something positive during these difficult times. And people have been so innovative, too, from, you know, I, well, we just had Easter Sunday a few weeks ago and seeing the different mashups of different choirs putting their different videos together. And it's like, you know what? These are stories that we want to share. And those are some stories. So we do have a block in our show now that we call Reasons to Smile because we want people to know to have the hardcore facts, the information of what's going on. But at the same time, we want to give you a reason to smile because there's just so much negativity and just so much, you know, unknown out there right now that we want people to smile and, and music and positive videos and these drive-by parades. Those are, those are positive things that people are doing in our community. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. That's it. That's all we've got. 
Well, I mean, you want to go another 15 minutes with us? I mean, we could do it. We could talk to you for an hour, Brandon. I mean. No, no, you're good. You're good. That was Brandon Taylor, morning news anchor at WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day.